Welcome to Beijing's Daily News. We'll be covering Ethereum's compliance concerns, what A16Z is excited about in the crypto space, uniting rollups with shared sequences, and Beijing Ventures take on NFT marketplaces. Let's get to it. On December the 15th, Misari published a research report titled Ethereum's compliance concerns are greatly exaggerated, the main contents of which are as follows. Ethereum's neutrality and censorship resistance have recently come under question as the US Department of the Treasury's Office of Foreign Asset Control, or known as OFAC, sanctioned the popular fund mixer Tornado Cash. The community has since rallied to maintain Ethereum's core ethos. After climbing steadily for two months, the percentage of OFAC-compliant blocks has decreased recently. The percentage of OFAC-compliant blocks peaked at 79% on November the 21st. On November the 21st, 2022, and is down to 70% at the time of writing. Consistent efforts from all participants, most notably Flashbots, have led to this improvement. According to research published by Flashbots on November the 22nd, 2022, validators could decrease OFAC compliance by 35% by foregoing maximum extractable value payments below zero, which would only significantly impact their revenue. After open sourcing its relays in August, Flashbots recently open sourced its builder. This move reduces the risk of builder centralization by lowering the barrier for new entrants. According to data by Chainsight Analytics, there are now multiple prominent builders, and Flashbots market builders have fallen from roughly 80% in September to 25% in December. The Ethereum community has rallied to keep Ethereum neutral and resistant to censorship. Validators have chosen to forgo a part of their earnings, and Flashbots have led the cause admirably by open sourcing its infrastructure. As similar challenges arise in the future, the community will rise again to the challenge of preserving the efforts of a decentralized censorship resistance and neutral base layer. On December 15, 2022, A16Z published a research report titled A few of the things we are excited about in crypto, the main contents of which are as follows. There is a large group of blockchain users and others whose main access to the internet is through their smartphones, but which relies on centralized infrastructure, which is convenient but also risky. But more people are now starting to care about decentralizing access to blockchains for all users, even those who cannot run a node themselves. With the introduction of light clients that provide similar functionality to running a full node, such as Helios, Kevlar, and Nimbus, users can now verify blockchain data directly from their devices. Zero-knowledge systems have been a long time coming. Specifically, we saw the proliferation of educational materials and the maturation of high-level programming languages such as Noel and Leo that made it easier than ever for engineers to start writing ZK applications. I expect these developments, along with continued theoretical advances, will lead to an influx of application developers. Verifiable delay functions are an exciting cryptographic tool with many applications, from verifiable lotteries to leader elections to prevent front-running. But the biggest catch has long been hardware implementation, which I need to have confidence that attackers can't attack the computer VDF faster. I'm excited for the first generation of VDF hardware to be available, paving the way for practical deployment. In addition, we are excited about fully on-chain games and autonomous worlds, non-transferable tokens, and decentralized energy. On December 15th, Alex Beckett published a research report titled Uniting Rollups with Shared Sequences. The main content of the article is as follows. 
The rollups provide a lot of nice properties around scaling, but they come with some critical trade-offs. Where applications are split across multiple rollups, complexities arise around composability, liquidity, and user experience. Many of these problems can be minimized by introducing a shared set of sequences that operate on many rollups. Since these problems are most apparent in the paradigm of app-specific rollups, I'm going to refer to these type of rollups as rollups for short. There are multiple benefits of having an application on its own rollup instead of sharing a rollup with many other applications. The main trade-off that rollups experience is twofold. In addition, implementing synchronous composability between two rollups with unique sequences set is very difficult and in many cases impractical. Secondly, it requires bootstrapping a decentralized set of sequences. The main hurdle for a rollup is to ensure its required level of censorship resistance is to source a decentralized set of sequences. In the scenario of many rollups with their own sequences sets, there is a high probability that a large overlap in validator sets will exist. Cosmo chain apps have overlapping validator sets of up to 67%. At that point, there's negligible gains in decentralization and potentially security for a rollup to bootstrap its own decentralized set. Today, Bixing Ventures released a research report on NFT marketplaces. The following is the main content. Besides OpenSeas, other direct marketplaces like X2Y2, LooksRare, Magic Eden, and Blur use strategies such as lists, trade-to-earn airdrops, low transaction fees, optional royalties, etc. Despite that, OpenSea is still number one with over two-thirds of transactions volume. The reason why OpenSea is still king of the hill is that they have established a strong brand mode in the NFT space. Even with more poor user experience and a lack of token incentives, the name of the game is still liquidity, meaning that the marketplace for the most listings win. Magic Eden is the current leading NFT marketplace on Solana, but it is actually the third marketplace to launch. It usurped the first two, Solanart and Digital Eyes position due to a superior product and lack of trust from users. Common gripes about OpenSea user experience include high gas fees, high latency, slow to load interface, and more. Unless these problems are rectified, OpenSea's brand equity will continue diluting as other platforms like Blur innovate to offer a better user experience. Similar to the trajectory in DeFi where aggregators like OneInch thrived, NFT marketplace aggregators like Gem and Genie made it easy for users to purchase NFTs from various marketplaces through a single interface. Data show that users have a tendency to visit OpenSea after visiting aggregators, reflecting user preference to still transact on OpenSea. Other data also showed that a preference for transacting blue chip NFTs on direct marketplaces and lower value NFTs on aggregators. We argue that while there is a demand for decentralized community-owned marketplace, there hasn't been a marketplace that has effectively implemented a token model to stimulate organic growth. Infrastructure and tools that allows projects to easily launch their own marketplace are also slowly emerging. For example, Reservoir is a developer platform that aggregates NFT orders from across the ETH ecosystem and makes this liquidity available. We are still very early in the entire development cycle of NFTs and marketplaces. It is certain that there are certain gaps in the NFT user experience that need to be improved further in order to attract the next wave of user adoption. To continue hearing more, please subscribe to bishingventures.substack.com for daily newsletter and follow Twitter account bishingventures to hear the rest. This is Celine from Bishing Ventures. Thank you for listening and we will see you tomorrow.